What's good? It is the Holy Grail Podcast live, and I am back. Back because spring football is over. Kind of gave the platform to my peoples to, you know, put their new product out there. And I just wanted to kind of take the back seat because it really wasn't a lot going on in this Spring football was real good this year. It was a great product they put out there for the 757 to see with the cameras and the interviews and the lives and all that. That, that shit was popping. And I can't, I can't as a man allow myself to step on that beautiful platform, that beautiful stage. Them guys uh, executed so well. But the Holy Grail is back. Man, I am happy to be back because it is almost that time. It's almost football season. It is getting close. People talking mad shit at this moment. Everybody feel like their team is going to go undefeated. Got a lot of people switching divisions. A lot of things are starting to come into fruition. A lot of things are starting to clear up. We're starting to get a bigger view of the 757 youth football scene as a whole. How now the national product is starting to take a stranglehold on the 757. It is no more local football, which is huge um, because now you don't need to be in the AYF to go to Florida. It is different routes to Florida, and it is all the same experience if you ask me. You're going to be playing teams from around the nation. You get a chance to compete for your league national title. You get a chance to bring your rings and jackets and all that other good stuff, trophy, you name it. You get a chance to state claim of saying you're the best in the nation. I don't really care what league you're in or you affiliate yourself with. For the kids to go down to Florida and remember that, I know it left, it left a lasting effect on my boys and how they... Um, were able to go down there and experience such a a great, great, wonderful experience. Now, will we do it again this year? That that is, who knows? Um, it really, you know, besides trolling and talking about it, it really ain't my mission. I like to get my boys better. We like to win. Hopefully, we can compete. You know, put together a nice product this year. Um, but I, my main focus as a football coach is to do what you signed your kid up for, and that's to teach him the game, to make him a better football player, and hopefully get him ready for high school. That's my aim, my goal as a long-tenured football coach. But, um, man, man, it is it is nice to be back in your airways, pumping this football, you football Get ready for this spring season. I mean, this fall season, excuse me. This fall season is going to be very competitive. We got some divisions that really ain't going to be that strong this year in the 757. We're going to um, start like 10U. Like 10U, it's not going to be that strong this year. A lot of teams dropping weight. Um, and it's, it's leaving a stranglehold on the 10U and the AYF. Um, where the Cavaliers pretty much got a layup. 
lot of their opponents and dropped weight, dropped kids, dropped everything. And, you know, the Sun Devils, everybody, they're dropping, they dropping weight to try to compete at a higher level in the weighted divisions and then kick the kick the can on the weight, unlimited weight division. Um, it should be interesting to see, you know, how they adjust and see, you know, how um, they adjust to the non-weighted. I mean, the, the weighted football life um, is different. Um, you're going to have to change the way you coach. You're going to have to teach kids to be more aggressive that are smaller. Um, so it's, it's definitely going to be interesting to see how the Sun Devils, the Vikings, I think it'll probably be more, more of a natural transition because they have kids who are used to being the smallest playing um, against bigger kids, and they executed and performed very well um, against unlimited weight. So now to transition over to weighted ball, um, I think they're going to be one of the more um, stronger teams in weighted ball. Uh, seven five seven. Um, who the elite bucks going cadet? Uh, you got the Ramblers who going to be probably cadet. So it's going to be interesting to see how this whole weighted division. It seems like that weighted division is going to be a lot of smoke. A lot of the weighted divisions are going to be pretty thick from Mighty Might to Cadet to Junior Pee Wee to Pee Wee. Um, it should be a lot of competition um, in those divisions. UIFL, you know, let's let's give uh, pay some homage to some of the teams that are probably going to be heading the Nationals from the Peninsula, which is the 13U Hokies. Look like they're pretty much going to be heading the Nationals. Um Unless something strange happened, I can see them going to national because they're going to be a 13U team in Hampton Parks and Rec. They're going to be competing against 14U teams, so they're going to do the best they can, but they pretty much got a, a pretty much easy road um, to nationals. And the 9U Hokies, 9U Hokies are going to be playing in a 10U division. They're going to be pretty formidable. Um, they're not going to be chopped liver to play against. Uh, Hollywood going to have his boys on point. Hollywood probably hands down. Hollywood and my man Ty Goodson with the Pocosin Bulls are probably some of the best youth football coaches in the area, hands down. And the thing about um, Hollywood this year, he got a nice staff. Looking at them guys in 707, how they operate. Man, Hollywood got some help this year. Hollywood used to coach his Ducks teams by himself he was a one-man staff and he had them teams competing at the highest level um getting them to championships by himself which is pretty fucking amazing if you ask me having hollywood coached by himself and getting eight u teams to championships that are mainly seven having them boys run no huddle offenses no huddle spread um having them boys organized and disciplined on defense. He got to call offense and defense by himself. Um, man, my man my man really was a hell of a coach. And this year he got a coaching staff up under him. And when Hollywood got a staff, Hollywood is dangerous. 
Now you got a staff and he got a mob because them and the Hokies, that talent together, that is that is one hell of a crew. I cannot wait to see those boys in action this year because Hollywood is a great coach. And if you ever get a chance to uh, come see him in action in the teams that he has, I would highly suggest that you do um, because the man is very creative. Um, his style um, transitions. Um, it's just he's not just old school. He's very um, creative and 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 he's a he, he's a wizard <laughs> out there. You know he creates magic um, with a lot of his place calling. His style is is real is real dope. Um, there's a couple guys out here in youth football um, that that really have a unique style. Um, I like Coach Loft with the Hokies, Coach Hollywood now with the Hokies, Coach uh, Goodson with the Pocosin Bulls, uh, my man Lee Mayer over in, uh, he with the Mustangs this year, he's very creative um, with his offenses, those guys are really good OCs, you ever get a chance to, you want to look at a good game, look at a good OC, study what those guys do. And, and see how they call their games. Um, see how their kids adjust and um, and, and do their stuff. You, you would be amazed um, with the with the level of um, or the high level of execution that those kids uh, can go out there and do. So, you know, um, I'm I'm very excited to see you know what they do in Parks and Rec this year. I'm not expecting a whole bunch. Um, but I definitely think they, they're going to be very formidable. They're going to definitely let everybody know that they're going to be a force. Next year, 10U and Hampton Parks and Rec, if they stay, they're going to be untouchable. Ain't nobody beating that team at all. Uh, on to 11U. 11U going to be very interesting this year strictly because 804 is making power moves up there with the uh, Central Virginia Sports Association or whatever you want to call it. You got the... Uh, Seem like they got some organizations that are coming together for one purpose, and that's to make a run at a national championship. Um, you got TMT up there in the 11U division. I don't think they're going to be anything to scoff at. Um, but then you got the Richmond Spiders, who should be also pretty tough. You got Anthony uh, and his Yellow Jackets. Um they should be pretty tough again this year, even though they got knocked off by Richmond last year. I think the Jackets, um, TMT, um, and, you know, it's going to be a battle down here with the Dream Chasers. And you got the 11U Cavs, who are pretty much talking their shit during this offseason. They don't feel like they can be touched. Um, it's going to be interesting to see, you know, well, well, let me say this. The dream chasers so far from what the coaches are saying at UIFL. So the UIFL, this whole conversation is is uh, null and void because if they ain't no dream chasers, they ain't no competition in AYF for the dream chasers at all. Um, it, 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 I mean, for the Cavs at all in 11U. There's no competition. There ain't nobody who could touch them. Um, it would have been the Vikings or the Raptors. They're, but if those two are out and you just leave the Cavs, the Cavs and the uh, and the Falcons. I'm sorry, Falcons. I'm sorry. I apologize. I, I like 
I like what those guys doing. I respect what Moody doing. Um, I respect uh, that whole coaching staff. But they ain't going to have too much firepower when it comes to the Cavs. The Cavs are big. They just ground you down to a pulp um, until you pretty much ain't got nothing to you. Until you and then they just beat you some more. Um, I like the way Brad Holloman calls his games. and I, meant, I should have mentioned him. Um, he's a very ground and pound, very patient, methodical coach. He just takes you and he just rips you apart. Um, it's pretty dope. Watch how this man really operate. operate. He's very meticulous in his play calling. Um, he takes what you give him, and uh, he don't take no more. Just take what you give him and just keep taking inch by inch to the point where you just break. And, uh, and he doesn't go out there and he doesn't. Um, look to, you know, dazzle or try to blow people out or anything like that. But uh, yeah, it should be, it should be interesting to see how this eleven you plays out. Um, I don't, I don't really think that if, if the dream chasers aren't AYF, that it, it's going to be a very boring season in eleven you. But that's just my opinion. Don't shoot the messenger. Don't shoot me for having an opinion. You're entitled to think differently. You're supposed to think differently. If you're on any other 11, you staff out there because nobody wants to go into any type of game or season with a loser's mindset. You're supposed to think that, hey, I'm going to prove that fool wrong. And I'm perfectly fine with that. If you feel like I'm wrong, I don't know what I'm talking about. That's cool. But just going off based off what I've seen, if the, if the Dream Chasers ain't in the AYF, ain't nobody touching the Cavs. That's just a fact. 12U, waiting to see what the Cavs, they, they kind of uh, let open some some little secrets that they might have a 12U and it might be decent. Still waiting um, to see if they're coming to fruition because right now, I don't care about what the Falcons do. I don't care about what happened last year. I don't give a damn about what y'all did in the little victory that you celebrated or who on the coaching staff. I'm telling you right now, <laughs> ain't nobody with the pieces they got coming in, ain't nobody fucking with the Yam Raptors. And I ain't trying to be biased, but I'm just telling the truth. The Raptors are going to beat the living shit out of a lot of teams out there you can talk your trash and you can say, well, we eliminated you. You ain't made the championship last year. I don't give a damn about last year. Last year over. Ain't nobody thinking about it last year. You can live on that moment. You can live. You can you can uh, talk until the damn cows turn blue in the face about your, your accomplishments from last year and how you were able to defeat the better team last year. Because to me, the Raptors are the better team. I think hands down, most people would agree, tend to agree. Sometimes the better team lose games. It just happens. In playoffs and championships, sometimes the best team don't win. That don't mean that they weren't the best team. They just didn't win. Point blank period. I felt like if the Raptors would have been able to move on, they would have been a problem in states and regionals. But unfortunately, they got knocked off. It is what it is. Um, they got knocked off and... You know, they come back this year with a chance to uh, prove that, you know, last year was a fluke. But we'll see. 
Um, it ain't really too much to talk about with 12U. Any other divisions, uh, Pocosin and Pivco, Tri-City should be interesting. Yorktown, the same teams as normal, um, with the exception of the 12U VA Eagles, uh, the 10U VA Eagles. Um, those are two teams that are going to be interesting to watch in Pivco. Um, if you think about it, we go back down to the 10U division in Pivco. Uh, my man Bo, uh, Bo Webb. They, they should be a very formidable team. Um, he's a very good coach. I definitely see him having one of the top contenders in Pivco again this year. I see Tri-City also being a very tough team. I will watch out for the Eagles because they're new, but they're going to have more athletes. Dear, uh, Doris Miller. I don't know what Doris Miller going to be working with, but they are Doris Miller. They're going to have athletes. The boys club is going to be interesting. Definitely think that, uh, you know, you got some more competition than coming into Pivco. So, I mean, with the Eagles and the boys club, uh, I can't really say Deer Park right now. Uh, you look at Matthews at 12U, their new team um, pretty much coming in. So, this will definitely be interesting to see exactly how Matthews uh, come into the, the fold. The 14U division starting to come into fruition out here. Starting to see the powerhouses starting to line up. You look at Hampton Parks and Rec with the East Coast Ravens 14U. They're looking pretty stout. The Tyler Tigers and Hampton Parks and Rec, they're looking pretty stout. I'm hearing Matthews got a powerhouse team up out there. You know, you think about it. That's one county. Most of the kids are going to be out there playing for that that, that team. Um, they should be something to watch. Um, I'm trying to think Tri-City um, should be dangerous to watch in 14U. I'm trying to think of any 14Us. Uh, Yorktown, you know, that should be interesting to see. I know Michael is gone um, from them, so see who takes over that regime up there and how that, you know, how they come into fruition. Um... Gloucester is always pretty formidable in 14U. Uh, Wise Thomas, Aberdeen. Um, I'm trying to think. I don't know if the Kappa Cardinals do 14U or not. Uh, but oh, Doris Miller, 14U, this is going to be something to watch. Um, Doris Miller is going to come in. And they're normally pretty tough. We're going to see that. I think the thing they're going to be missing is weight in the Boys Club 14U. Boys Club 14, you should be interested as well. So, I mean, I've named quite a few teams. 8U, we can go back down to 8U as we do this little season preview. Uh, you're looking at Hampton Parks and Rec. I think the Raptors are going to be the strongest team in Hampton Parks and Rec at 8U. Uh, but the strongest team um, in the area may be the Cavs. Uh, shut down, I don't know. You know, right now I got them ranked number one along with the Cavs at number two. The Colts are number three or number two. It's between the Colts uh, the Colts, uh, and the Cavs. So the Colts are maybe number two. Um, they should be pretty. They should be very formidable with eight U. I'm not going to really do worry about the six U's, but the six U's. I mean, if I say the six U's, right now the Cavs, not the Cavs, but the uh Sun Devils looking pretty good. I don't know what the Cavs going to have working with. The Hokies, to me, are the best 6U, even though they're going to be part of some wreck this year. They're hands down the best 6U out here. I think the Hokies going to be pretty tough. 7U, 
we go to seven U's. The Sun Devils and the Hokies are going to be pretty stout. <clears throat> they met in the championship last year. I can see both of them squads meeting back. They're very advanced. But uh, I don't I don't see too many teams playing uh, on that same level. I think this, the Hokies are going to be a team to watch out for because that game, that, that conference championship game went into overtime, if I'm not mistaken. And they, uh, it was a battle back and forth between the Hokies and the and the Sun Devils. And the Sun Devils ended up winning. And I think that was their hardest game. Uh, they won state and they won regional. And they won, you know, they won pretty easily. Well, I don't know they won pretty easily, but they definitely won it. And so it should be interesting to see exactly how uh, how that division plays out. Uh, you know, I'm looking at the Colts. Well, I'm sorry. I'm, I take that back. It's no longer the Sun Devils, is it? It's the Colts. It's a cold 7U. It's no longer the, the, the Sun Devil 7U. That's right. So, yeah, the cold 7U. They should be... Wow, it's kind of sound kind of weird because, you know, those guys was Sun Devils for the longest. But, okay, there's the cold 7U. Um, right now, they're, they're still my slight, slight favorite. Um, you ask me who the favorite in Cadet this year, I got to give it to the Vikings. They're the spring champs. They were able to go undefeated. Um, they they beat me and, and and the Sun Devils along the way, so it only be fair that Ronte and his boys would be the favorites. Um, even though we got to see the pieces that they can't get back. I know you know Samir from all I'm, all I'm hearing is he should be back with them. That's one of the most awesome kids around here. I love watching that kid play. He, and I don't mean to mention nobody kid by first name, but when you're good, you're good. And I got to give credit where credit due. You get put him in an open field, that kid going to slice you up like a pair of scissors. And he got great speed. He break, he gone. He awesome kid, awesome kid. So, you know, I don't really like to name a lot of kids by uh, on my programs. Or, you know, but sometimes it's okay to give a kid praise um, because the kid is, is outstanding, outstanding track, track runner real fast. Um, dad do wonderful things with him. And uh, you got to give you got to give him props. Uh, I love I love watching that kid. He's one of the kids, one of my favorite kids to watch play. He's a one man wrecking crew. You give him the ball, and that kid can make shit happen. It's just point blank period. You give him the ball, he a playmaker. He make that team pop. I mean, you could give him the ball. He don't need no blocking. He can break down a defender, and get around him. He accelerate, plant that feet. He go. Um, he's very dangerous. He could he the type of kid that could. Break a game wide open. He could take over a game if, um, you know, you put him in the right situations. So, you know, he's going to make them pretty formidable. Um, they're going to have some pieces that's going to be pretty good. But the question is, how many pieces they're going to have? How many of them are going to return? Um, that's going to be interesting. Um, so right now, I put the cadet team. If I, if I was a ranked cadet right now, I would still say one Vikings, two the Raptors, and three the Sun Devils. Even though I know the Sun Devils uh, did go to the championship, they defeated me. They're going to be losing some of that weight that, you know, pretty much gave us problems. Um, I'm not taking nothing away from their skill players, but I'm going to have to see exactly how they adjust with some of them bigger boys who won't be on the line um, when they go to the cadet level. Um, And they're going to have to have those smaller kids um, play on the line against a more seasoned player. weighted team that's going to be interesting um, because in, I know we had some bigger kids um, 
in we had some bigger kids in spring um we didn't necessarily rely nor did we use them much in spring so you know those those give me a little you know short short because we might end up doing a live you know we're gonna get a chance to talk to everybody about the spring and how they you know how they looking and conditioning and what's their outlook on their seasons um, as we get ready for the season we get ready for my jamboree the Commonwealth clash City of Hampton taking place at Eaton Middle School, August the 10th. That's a Saturday, starting at 8 a.m. early in the morning, um, getting them games popping. Some for the community. People always ask, well, why did you do it for free? Did we have uh, a little support? We won't get a lot of teams. I ain't going to lie to you. We won't get a lot of teams that were signing up. But at the same token, um, I had based my decision on talking to some of the uh, youth teams in the area and I'm realizing that their budget just won't like that and I know $50 is easy to come by but it's also something that I don't want to look past that you know just people ain't got it like that not always so making something free and there's other ways to you know just get people out there um, to come out here and you know get the chance to have the Northamptons play against the you know Peterburg, Petersburg Crimson Tide or the VA Vikings or you know, I'm just giving those teams an example. There's no, you know, uh, teams they never see. Giving the kids an opportunity to play teams they never get a chance to. Getting parents a chance to see different teams. and Getting a chance to see the bops or, you know, you, the other kids that are very talented. Um, they get a chance to lay eyes on them. Um, and then for, for once, they get a chance to see that. You know, they may not get a chance to see it no more um, throughout the year. So, you know, that's the whole purpose of the Jamboree. And, you know, I got it from, you know, the the people who inspired me to throw the Jamboree is my man Stinkover in Norfolk. When they used to have the Norfolk Rams Jamboree, that was a very nice Jamboree. I used to like that Jamboree. I went to it a couple times. I participated in it once. Um, It was a nice Jamboree. Um, I it, it brought a lot of the, the, the city out in Norfolk. You had a lot of people out there. They was enjoying themselves. Um, and, and, and they got a chance to see the kids compete. And that's what it's all about. At the end of the day, that's what it's all about. Um, getting the people out there and to see it. You know, seeing the product. Um, and then you had Pipco Jamboree, which is a nice jamboree. You know, and that was it. That's it. That's, that's the only big jamborees in the area. And you take away... Stinks Jamboree, which was the Norfolk Ram Jamboree, and what's left? Pipco. There's no other Jamboree. And no, nobody needs to compete or, um, you know, throw, go. It's something that everybody should support. I don't care which side of the water. I just decided to do it this year. Honestly, I only decided to do it because Stink Joint was no longer in existence. I, I haven't seen it in a couple of years. And nobody else was doing a Jamboree. And I think that the Jamboree just offers a chance. For your kids to get out there and get some fresh air and, and a fresh opponent that to keep them rejuvenated throughout the whole year. That's the whole reason why I'm doing a jamboree. It's not like I, it's not to promote my product or anything else like that. I felt like the other jamborees are great, and 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 you know we should have options of jamborees. You know, 
You know, we said, oh, I, I feel like it should be one on the 3rd, the 10th, the 17th, you know. And then, you know, that's it because the season starts on the 24th. But it should be a jamboree all the way through all throughout August, you know. Where everybody, you know, have a jamboree. It, that would be dope. Everybody gets a piece of pie. We all sit at the table and we all get our dates and we pick the date we're going to have. And then we do our jamboree on those, on those dates. That way, you know, okay, well, if I don't make one, I make two. Because I feel like the more jamborees you make, it makes it easier to make a jamboree than to schedule an opponent. Because the, the organizers at the jamboree will be doing all the work for you. All you got to do is just put your team in a jamboree. And then there you go. You got an opponent. You got a nice day of football. After you finish playing, you can watch other teams play. Just sit there and enjoy yourself. Now, it's just not a, you know, and I don't want people to look at it like it's a, it's a competition type thing or, Nothing like this. This jamboree is nothing but a bunch of organized practices. Um, we try to make it like a game environment strictly because we want the kids to get a get a big game feel um, before the season. So you get a big game feel. You get a chance to play in front of a crowd. A lot of people looking forward to seeing your team play or whatever the case may be. So you get a big game feel before the season. So that way, if you, in case you ever get in a big game where a lot of people show up, you it won't it won't you know your kids will step up and perform on a big stage because sometimes a lot of people big stages and things like that some kids can tighten up, fold under pressure. So that's the reason why I do the jamboree. Like I said, because like I, you know Norfolk Rams joined, I thought it was wonderful. I love Pepco jamboree. I, I love the excitement of when you get out your car and you're seeing everybody getting their kids ready and they putting their helmets on and, you know, you got the parents and the dads walking with a sense of pride because they see their son about to step on the field. They think their son about to go wreck shop. You know, they know it's football season. Like, it ain't, man, I love it, man. I love it. I love it. I love youth sports. I love the fact that youth sports... It's one of the few places where we actually get to see whole families sometimes. It's a few places where you can actually go and see dads be dads in youth sports. Because there ain't a lot of kids with fathers out here. So you get a chance to enjoy seeing dads and mothers, seeing whole families, seeing kids being supported by their parents. See, that's why I do youth sports. You know, I do youth sports, and I don't judge another man by what he give or what he do. If you out here in youth sports and you helping these children out any type of way, because see, this is the thing. Before I close out this 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 podcast, this is the thing that I want everybody to know. I want us to get out of the of the mindset of judging a man by how much or how less he do for these kids, just because you can do more. See, that's not fair to that next man because you don't know if that's that time that he's doing is a little bit of time that he got. You don't know what that man had in his life when he he might be trying to grow himself through these children. You see, a lot of these people was raised as fatherless sons. Okay? And now they're trying to be, they're trying to teach themselves how to be fathers to your sons. They're trying to teach themselves how to be men to your sons. And the, and the first step process into that is volunteering their time around these kids. Are they going to make mistakes? Yeah, they're going to make mistakes. Don't we all? 
Some of you guys cheat on your woman. I don't nobody know. Some of you guys hit your woman. Don't nobody know. Some of you guys are very disrespectful to women. Don't nobody know. Some of you guys are disrespectful to people. Don't nobody know. So, just because your flaws ain't out there on display, because his are, because he's decided to do his in public eye, doesn't mean that he's no less of a man than you are, because he don't do as much. You get out of that judgment set, man. Some of these guys, the, 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 the most time they got in their day is that little block they got to coach your kids and maybe game day, and then that's it. People always say, do more for your kids. You can't always do more for your football team. If you got a family, a house full of kids, those kids need attention too. If you got a house with a woman, your woman need attention too. It's only so much time in a day. You get 24 hours. You spend a quarter of that at work. You spend a quarter of that sleep. You spend an hour eating. What's you doing with the rest? It ain't very much. You need time to relax. You need your time with your family. Only giving a small block. Some people got more. Some people don't. We shouldn't think about it like, well, I give more so he should give more. No. We should celebrate and be very thankful. Be very humble that we got a guy out here helping. That ain't don't don't need to be required to be paid to do this. So we should appreciate that. Because we shouldn't run those people away. Because your criticism run people away. And guess what? Nine times out of ten, ten, the people who criticize are the people who least willing to do. But it's easier to sit back and talk and criticize something that you ain't got to worry about taking. You ain't never got to worry about taking criticism for. So you could talk all you want to, but you, you're too afraid. You're a coward to, to, to step in that limelight and you take criticism. Nah, you don't want to take that because you don't want to be seen in that light. But you okay with blasting that next man. That ain't the way it's supposed to go. So we should appreciate and we should celebrate people who volunteer their time. No matter what capacity they do it in and how much or how less they do it than you. We should we should appreciate these people. So to me, to all you guys who volunteer, forgive me for my trolling. I ain't going to stop because I'm going to troll your ass until you want to cry. But I do appreciate y'all. Appreciate everybody, and I want to thank everybody, and I mean it from the bottom of my heart. I want to thank everybody who plan on showing up to the jamboree, who plan on participating in the jamboree, and um, who have already signed up for the jamboree. Um, I'm just trying to help the coach out in the 757, and I thank you guys, and I can't wait to see all your teams show up. And I'm very excited to watch y'all play. Like, very excited. We're going to try to do our best. We're going to have vendors out there. Mm-hmm. We're going to have different types of food out there. We're going to have everything out there um, for you guys to enjoy. So, you know, um, ice cream trucks, uh, Jamaican, regular, all that stuff. You know, you can even get it. You know, we got a guy who's selling equipment out there. So, I mean, we're going to try to do everything this year. We're going to have this jamboree right. Promise you that. Even though I made it free, we're going to make it right. Why? Because we're just trying to make, we're trying to build something so it can sustain. It can sustain itself. 
since no competition, ain't trying to compete against nobody. I don't care if you want to do one next year, you want to do it on the same day, I will welcome you in with open arms. I'd like it for it to be local, whatever the case may be. So with that being said, into the next podcast next week, because I am back. I am back. Motherfuckers, I am back on this podcast, Airways, and I know I don't talk your goddamn head off, but you know, won't wear a lot of direction with this podcast today, but I think I got the message across. Until the next time on this Holy Grail podcast, peace, be blessed.